Welcome to A Little Marketing with Nikki and Mark and Phil, a podcast where marketers discuss marketing and the small moves that make a big difference. A Little Marketing is a collaboration between Blue Whale Communications in Kelowna and 1020 Marketing in Montreal. Have a question or topic suggestion? Email Nikki at Nikki at BlueWhaleCommunications.ca. Look for A Little Marketing on YouTube and coming soon to your favorite podcasting platforms. Subscribe, like, and share. Hi, Mark. Hey, Nikki. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm well. Did you know that this is our 26th episode? I know. A full half year of a little marketing. It's crazy. The time flew by. I'm very proud of the portfolio of work we put out. Me too. We've had some really awesome guests on the show. Yeah, and, and a lot of fun. And I've been enjoying every single episode that we've uh, recorded so far. Me too. One of the downsides, I'll say, of being like an entrepreneur or being in your own business is that you don't necessarily get to talk marketing or just brainstorm marketing ideas with other people as you would if you were in an office. Um, and like this has kind of replaced that. Like we get to chat about marketing, talk to other experts in other areas of the business and like it's been good. Yeah, it's it's been fun for me. A lot of uh, a lot of people say like, what what are you measuring the success of this? I said, for me, it's that dedicated time once a week where we talk about marketing, no matter the topic, no matter what it is or who we're talking about. It's being able to talk about something that I love, that I, uh, you know, that I that and and I, you know, to talk with other people who love it as much as I do is is just great for us. I I, I just find it's the best part of my week at work. Yeah, I agree. It's been a lot of fun and refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's actually fitting that this is the 26th episode because this is our last episode that's going to air in 2022. Mm -hmm. And so it's our chance to wish everybody who's been watching, watching and supporting and guesting um, happy holidays and all the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, And thank you. And thank you everybody for a great half year so far. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So I, th- I think we have a, a fun discussion today mm-hmm. uh, and we're just going, just the two of us, we're going back to our early day roots <laughs> 26 <laughs> weeks ago and uh, we're going to have a discussion, the two of us, because I noticed a couple of weeks ago that we have very different approaches to how we participate in social media mm-hmm. and you are sort of out there as Nikki Gillingham in a professional way on mm-hmm. most of the channels that we're connected on anyhow. Mm-hmm. And I look at it very differently. I have my corporate presence. I have my personal presence and I, I do mix them, but it is very network dependent. So mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it'd make an interesting conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you, when we were talking about this earlier, you mentioned sort of like a church and state sort of analogy and I think that's a really good way to look at it and I feel like a lot of people are in the same sort of boat that you are in where they think you know personal is personal and business is business and I don't want to mix the two Um, but I'm on the other side as you said and I think it's actually really important especially for smaller businesses to show the personal side and build a bit of that personal brand and build relationships because Posting on social media is only half of it. You have to be there and build relationships on this as part of part of that. And showing up as yourself is is going to help with that. You know, we've talked about this before. Like I remember when I first got onto Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, whatever, 
you know, I remember in that timeline, it was all about building relationships, and it's always about connecting with people outside of your normal network. Mm-hmm. And as I grew through that, I realized that's not what I wanted personally. Mm-hmm. I didn't want business contacts of mine to necessarily see everything I was posting on Facebook, and particularly on Facebook, not that I was posting anything bad, it was just personal, it was my family, it's, you know, things I'm doing, it's, it's unrelated to work. Mm -hmm. And I get there's an argument for people to be able to see that stuff. But where it really started to cross over for me, and it got a little bit too weird, or uncomfortable, and I'm using words that aren't really the right words, is when people would tag me or, or comment, and I realized that people outside of my network were seeing this stuff and commenting on it as well. Mm-hmm. It just felt out of place to me. Yeah. And it's funny. Facebook is one of those platforms that I actually don't love it for business growth um, because of the way people use it. So Facebook is one of those places where people go on to connect with old friends. They use Facebook Messenger to stay in touch with family, but they're not really going there to randomly be friends facebook friends with people they don't know it's much more private privacy settings are higher so it is a different vibe um i know that i get a lot of facebook friend requests from people who are business coaches now right like somehow i've appeared in their search and they want to be facebook friends because that's where they're growing their business but i find it a little bit odd as well but i guess facebook's answer to that was facebook pages business pages but again because people aren't going to facebook for like people don't go there to network with a brand right so it it just hasn't taken off the same way as instagram or even linkedin really i don't think they are for the brands well it's yes and no like i see a lot of comments flying a lot of interaction between individual and, and companies on facebook um but but yeah by and large not right um But like even recently, uh, we were working with a client and we're putting out uh, videos for this client and uh, content on a regular basis. And he's starring in the videos, um, you know, showing off what they do in their in their warehouse and around the office. And and he's out there and he's putting himself out on a limb and representing his company. And he's like a young guy in his 30s and he's in a network of friends and they see his stuff. And all they do is they bust his balls about it. And he actually said to me the last time you I saw him was like, could you take this stuff off of Facebook? Like no more posting on Facebook, please. Mm-hmm. Because to him, it wasn't growing his business. It was just really starting to, to drive him nuts a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't worth it for him. Mm-hmm. Now, not that his friends aren't on LinkedIn, where we're primarily sort of, you know, loading up the content. But at the end of the day, like, it doesn't need to be everywhere all the time. That That's my perspective. No. Well, I agree. I think, um, so we're talking now about like business professional work being everywhere all the time, right. Right? right? We're mixing up a little bit. Yeah. So I think there's, when you're a business owner or you're an entrepreneur who's trying to, whatever, you have a side hustle, whatever it is. I think if you really want to grow that business, you do need to have professional accounts, right? So for example, we have like, there's a blue whale Instagram account and LinkedIn and Facebook and all the things. And there's also my personal, personal Instagram account. 
Um, and Blue Whale is strictly marketing agency content. We share marketing tips, we share information, how to do X, Y, Z. Um, and my vision for that account is as Blue Whale grows, there's actually going to be other faces on it, not just my own. So I'll show up on that account every once in a while when I feel like something warrants a like talking head kind of moment. Um, but then on my personal account, I, it's more of like, I approach it from this is who I am as a person. And I just happen to be doing this for work today. And I wanted to share it with you right. as opposed to like marketing tips specifically, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 And so I saw no And you're doing the same thing on TikTok too. I believe your TikTok is your personal, your personal name. Yeah. And like you're celebrating little moments when you feel good about things of, about work. Yeah, exactly. And like I've attached my name to it because people, it goes back to that building relationships, right? A, people know me and know my name, but it's also a friendly aspect instead of just going with Blue Whale Communications. It's Nikki. I'm a marketing expert with Blue Whale. Um, I actually have both in my TikTok name. Um, and it's more relaxed. It's fun. It's me showing up, but I'm still sharing like marketing tips and info and stuff about the business. So it's funny because I'm starting to get like, I, I have a TikTok account, but basically I just, I just watch stuff and I joke, like I use it as a way to connect with my kids because they send me videos. I send them videos <laughs> or I'll do the same thing with my buddies. But I have people who are starting to send me personal connection requests on TikTok. And I'm like, nah, delete, 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 because I'm not using TikTok. I'm not creating anything on TikTok. I don't really think it matters whether I'm connected to somebody there or not, because it's not going to change the way I interact with that particular network. Right. No, I agree. Um, as far as TikTok goes, like I want to be there for the presence. I know a lot of people are on TikTok. I want Blue Whale to have a presence there. Um, but as far as where it falls in like my marketing strategy, uh, it's kind of low on the list. So let, let's talk about this idea of like what I call like I, I separate church and state. So what I do, what do I mean by that is that um, well, let's talk about the important networks. I think it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. So on LinkedIn, our strategy is to promote 1020 content and select 1020 content gets shared and commented on by Mark Gorin, by my personal account. Mm -hmm. and, and we plan that out, fine. Then there's some times where I think there's something important that I wanna say that I go and I'll say something or I'll promote something or I'll thank people or whatever from my own account. Uh, but all there are, you know, there are canned, not canned, but pre-planned you know, posts that we work on and, and share from the the um, the corporate page, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We share that across uh, uh, Instagram as well. And there I have a Mark Gorin and there I have a 1020 and the same thing on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I don't really participate on Instagram under mine, like my own thing. Every now and then I'll post, <laughs> I'm watching your cat climb up on the front. It's I awesome. feel like he knows it's the last episode, so he's being very... Um... He wants to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, generally, I keep those two things separate. And when I'm commenting in my personal accounts, it's for my personal life, my personal 
network. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fair. Um, you, like it's, you can completely sub keep the two separated. I think there's a benefit to, like I said, like a small business owner who is just getting started or is very like a local business and they're trying to grow to show, show their face and show some personality. And I think the way to do that then is just to come up with a few like themes or pieces of content that you're comfortable sharing. Like you said, you don't want people seeing everything that you're maybe posting on a personal page. Yeah. But I think if you come up with like a handful of things that help you build a personal brand, then that will help you build connections with other people in the industry or differentiate you from your competitors. And like, again, goes back to building those relationships. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm not going to sit here and argue with anything mm -hmm. you're saying. I think it's very important for your, your, your social media presence to match what the goals are for your organization, right? Like, mm -hmm. so I, I look at it a little bit like a team, like there, there are plenty of people who run agencies mm -hmm. who are the face of that agency. And you see that face before you see the name of the agency. Mm -hmm. I'm not like that. I don't like that style of it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and as 1020 has grown, I think it's more important like they they have the expression in sports like the name on the front of the sweater is more important than the name on the back of the sweater mm -hmm. and that's how i view how i want to present 1020 marketing yeah and for me i've actually gone back and forth a couple of times like if you look at the past year or so i was going a lot heavier with blue blue whale promotions on my personal page because i was playing with that as well but i think in five years or 10 years down the road, I want Blue Whale, the agency to sort of live without me. Like, I don't want to have to be the face of that agency. I want other people to step in and have more of a management role on it. Like, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be Blue Whale, right? So for yeah. me, that's where that line is drawn, where we have like specific agency accounts where someone else could come in and keep running with it and I can eventually step away. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think our approaches are all that different after all. I mean, what, what I'm seeing on your social channels is, is you being you on, on your stuff and you being a little bit more corporate on your, on, on your blue whale stuff. And you, you kind of do have a separation of church and state to a certain degree. And, but, but there is a little tiny bit of crossover because you allow yourself on your personal networks to celebrate moments that are professional in nature mm -hmm. that, you know, are uh, worth celebrating and part of your life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let, let's talk about this. I wonder if there's an element of stage of life, right? Like, uh, so this is, this could actually be interesting. I'm a lot older than you are. I've got a family. I've got kids. I'm very sort of, different in my approach on Facebook. Like we have, we have friends and I'm talking about Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. We have friends who like post their whole lives there, everything from what they're eating to what their kids are doing to all their family milestones. Da, 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 da. My wife and I are, are not like that. We don't post our vacations. We're very, very careful to put our pictures of our family, our kids on there. Like we never really did it. Like we did it for a short time when I was first on Facebook mm -hmm. and the more I became wary of, facial recognition and just connecting all those dots, I stopped doing it. And I think that's also part of the reason why 
I want to clear delineation on Facebook, on Instagram between between the two, you know, pr- professional and personal. Mm-hmm. But you're not you're not in the same life cycle that I am, mm-hmm. right? And I wonder if that's a th- like maybe that's a reason why I'm more guarded. I'm an older generation to you. Maybe I'm more prone to being guarded on social. Maybe I feel like I saw a meme the other day where it was like someone was creating a new account and said quick like before all the like the boomers take over and then there was a a a boomer and they were like uh oh don't worry like whatever you kids create will come in and ruin it like just for the record i am not a boomer (laughs) no that was the that was the that was the meme and i feel like maybe that's the case for for you or for some people but um the elderly. I feel like I, elderly. <laughs> I feel like that's changing and that's actually a conversation that I have a lot with clients too where they're like my audience is absolutely not on Instagram because they're over 50 but like there's or whatever the age is right but but I think that that's well I don't think it is wrong there's like a lot of the I don't know the numbers off the top of my head obviously but a huge percentage of Instagram users are now not just teenagers right like it's Correct. changing and growing and Facebook did that first now it's happening with Instagram TikTok I'm sure will be next and then whatever comes next it'll happen that way as well so like it might be that some people of all ages probably are concerned about privacy settings and things like that but I don't know if that's like well listen I have two teenagers at home 16 and 18 right and I, I don't think that they're that worried about their personal information and their facial recognition i mean i can be sitting in the car taking my kid on a 20 minute drive to to the train to go to school mm-hmm. and i don't know how many times i see you know i see them on snapchat taking pictures of their faces mm-hmm. and just sending them to people like i don't think there's any concern in the world about it mm-hmm. although i do make sure my kids have private accounts mm-hmm. so not just anybody could connect with them yeah but that's 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 another topic yeah um I don't know I think it's a personal I think it's a personal thing like I face facial recognition doesn't really like the government has my photo on my driver's license so that doesn't really like play into a thing I have two-factor authentication turned on on my accounts so that I can't be easily slightly less easily hacked yeah Um, things like that and obviously like who I'm interacting with and especially when that's actually a good point when you're talking about the personal brand slash business kind of you get a lot of requests and like part of Instagram is trying to grow your account and trying to grow your network with people outside of your network Um, and so that's a bit of a place where I'm like who are you Um, like is this a legit request are you just spamming me is this like where is this going um, so there's like those factors that come into play for sure. And that is those chances are elevated when you're sort of putting yourself out there more. Yeah, I agree. And I and I think really what it comes down to is. See, I, I've, I've been on these networks for 15 years, uh, you know, just about 15 years already. Right. So mm-hmm. I've evolved in terms of what my rules of engagement are mm-hmm. right throughout throughout you know, the, this 15 year time period, but 
what's interesting is I think you're very clear on what you want it to be. I think I'm very clear on what I want it to be for me. And I think that's all that's really important. Mm -hmm. You know, it might, yeah, there's a business argument to be made for a small business owner, a consultant, a, you know, you know, somebody at that kind of business size to have a little bit of a mashup because they are their business. There is an obvious overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's all personal preference and what you're comfortable presenting yourself as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's a bit of um, just like you said, being comfortable and being mindful. There was uh, a thing going around a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago now or longer um, that someone had figured out that their location settings on Instagram had turned on and there was this uproar uproar it was unreal about like if you have an iPhone they just released an update you have to go in and turn off your Instagram location settings and like people are being stalked using this location setting and it was like a big safety safety thing and it wasn't like all phones have location settings, all apps use location settings. There was no proof of anyone being stopped because of a location setting. And so I think like sometimes people get on these trains of either this is really good or really bad. Yeah, right? I agree. But I you agree. just have to sort of figure out what works for you and be mindful and like don't necessarily don't invite strangers over to your house. Like, I don't know yeah, exactly. like, what is your, like, whatever the, that line is. Right. But yeah, I used to have this sort of analogy that I used where, um, what was it? Uh, it? It was been a long time, but on LinkedIn, behave on LinkedIn as if you're like having a meeting at your office, you you've invited a client over your, to your office. That's what you wanted to project on LinkedIn mm-hmm. on Facebook. Maybe was, you know, behave as if you had invited these people into your home, mm-hmm. right? Like it was a little bit of a different mindset. And, and you know, there, there were sort of different rules in my head for what the different networks were, the intention of the different networks were, mm-hmm. and, you know, act accordingly. And I remember very, very early on, like in 2007, when I started to blog and I was sharing it on LinkedIn, I was sharing it on Facebook, like... Somebody I knew quite well came to me and said, your blogging is not how you write. You're very, very, you're very, very business. And you have personality, you know, you can be funny, you know, write the tone that I know your tone is. And I was like, yeah, but I'm trying to establish myself as a business person now. It's different. I feel different. And I wonder if I made the right choice back then. Hmm. But that was the choice I made. And I kind of, you know, I'm fine with it. People can evolve too. Absolutely. And I think that LinkedIn is evolving as well. It definitely started off as the virtual office, right? Like, yeah, yeah. and and that was it. Um, it was basically a place where you created your resume and anything job related was on LinkedIn, but yeah. it's evolving as well. And I feel like that's a conversation I also have a lot with clients who are saying like, or they're asking, how do I present myself on LinkedIn? Like, how is LinkedIn different from xyz instagram or facebook and i feel like it's changing and it's not that different anymore like you might not show all the behind the scenes and the ins and outs but in terms of the content that you're sharing um 
I guess it's okay to celebrate personal wins on LinkedIn as well, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Listen, again, it, it comes down to this. What you're comfortable with might not be what I'm comfortable with, mm -hmm. but as long as I'm comfortable with what I'm comfortable with, it's good. Totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good spot to uh, to move on from. And the year on. <laughs> that's right. And the year on. Um, so again, just want to thank everybody for supporting us, for giving us feedback, for coming on the show. Um, this show uh, is going to is going to be a couple of weeks before the holidays. So thank you. Happy holidays to everybody. Mm -hmm. When we come back in this in uh, January, we'll be back mid January. I think what do we say? I think the 12th or 13th will be uh, back on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we hope to also be on Spotify, on Apple Music. Maybe that's something we can figure out and get around to over the holidays. Over the holidays. I, um, I was thinking about that this morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on on our return, uh, to start off in 2023, we actually have a really interesting uh, show. We have scheduled uh, a periodontist, a, a, one of my closest friends, uh, Dr. Israel Putterman, has a practice out in Chevy Chase, Maryland, just outside of D.C. And... Um, and he's actually, his practice, social media superstar through and through. And he gets the little content warnings. You have to click the extra button to kind of see the pictures that mm -hmm. he's posting because he's doing full mouth surgeries and things like that. But they just seem to have a great balance of, of uh, practice reviews, uh, work that they're doing in the surgeries, team stuff, outings, his, um, you know, uh, his, I guess, conference presence, all that sort of thing. And organically the success of his channels is through the roof like mm -hmm. if we could copy and paste that for other clients we'd be delighted you know what mm -hmm. i mean so i'm actually very excited to have him on awesome and i'm sure he'll uh he'll give us a hard time a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh i'm gonna go and check it out i'm gonna follow him and see what he's what he's doing yeah it's really great stuff okay well happy holidays to you nikki happy holidays to you too mark Thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Ciao, Bye. ciao. Bye-bye.